Section 2 of Our Atomic World, The Story of Atomic Energy. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Our Atomic World, The Story of Atomic Energy by C. Jackson Craven. The Atomic Theory is Confirmed. De Morgan evidently did not keep up with the latest developments in science, however, because two years before his birth, John Dalton, an English schoolteacher, had changed the atomic theory of matter from a philosophical speculation into a firmly established principle. The evidence that convinced Dalton and many other contemporary scientists of the reality of atoms came from quantitative chemical analysis. Dalton knew that many chemical substances could be separated into two or more simpler substances. Chemicals that could be separated further were called compounds. Those that could not were called elements. Careful experiments by Dalton and others showed that whenever two or more elements combined chemically to make a compound, the relative amounts of the elements had to be carefully adjusted to fit a definite proportion in order to have no elements left over after the reaction was finished. For example, if hydrogen and oxygen were combined to form water, the weight of oxygen has to be eight times the weight of hydrogen. Otherwise, either some hydrogen or some oxygen would be left over. This fundamental truth is now called the law of definite proportions. Another important principle, called the law of multiple proportions, is illustrated by hydrogen peroxide, which is made up of the same two elements that are found in water. The weight of oxygen in hydrogen peroxide, however, is 16 times the weight of hydrogen, or exactly twice the relative weight found in water. These principles of chemical combination convinced Dalton that each chemical element consists of small, indivisible units, all just alike, called atoms, and that each chemical compound also has basic units, called molecules, which cannot be divided without reducing the compound into its elements, that is, destroying it as a compound. He visualized a molecule of a compound as formed by the uniting of individual atoms of two or more elements. It was obvious to him that in any molecule of a compound, the weight of each atom of a component element bore a proportionate relationship to the weight of the entire molecule, which was equal to the proportion, by weight, of all that element in the compound. And although Dalton had no idea how heavy any individual atom really was, he could tell how many times heavier or lighter it was than an atom of another element. Incidentally, Dalton mistakenly thought that one atom of oxygen was eight times as heavy as one atom of hydrogen, instead of 16 times as heavy. He assumed a water molecule to be HO instead of H2O. Cathode rays show atoms contain smaller parts. Curiosity about the fundamental nature of matter was matched by an equally avid curiosity about the fundamental nature of electricity. Before 1850, much had been learned about the behavior of electric charge and electric currents flowing through solids and liquids. 
Real progress in understanding electric charge, however, had to wait for the development of highly efficient vacuum pumps. About 1854, Heinrich Geisler, a German glassblower, developed an improved suction pump and also succeeded in sealing into a glass tube two wires attached to metal electrodes inside the tube. Experimenters were then able to study the flow of electricity through a near vacuum. By the 1890s, it had become clear that the flow of electricity through a highly evacuated tube consisted of a negative electric charge moving at very high speed along straight lines between sealed-in electrodes. Since it originated at the negative electrode, or cathode, the invisible stream of charge was named cathode rays. Although many investigators contributed to knowledge about cathode rays, the experiments of Joseph J. Thompson, a British physicist, are generally considered to have been the most enlightening. Thompson arranged a cathode ray tube so that the rays could be deflected by magnets and by electrically charged metal plates. By applying certain well-known principles of physics, he was able to confirm an impression already held by physical chemists, namely that electric charge, like matter, was atomized. The stream of charge consisted of a swarm of very small particles, all alike. He succeeded also in determining that the speed of the particles was about one-tenth the speed of light. Probably Thompson's most significant result was determining the ratio of the charge of each little particle to its weight. He was able to do this by measuring the magnetic force required to divert a stream of charged particles. You can do this experiment yourself with relatively simple equipment. This charge-to-weight ratio proved to be nearly 2,000 times greater than the already known charge-to-weight ratio for a positively charged hydrogen atom or ion, which until then was thought to be the lightest constituent of matter. It remained to be determined whether charge or weight caused the difference. Further experimentation showed that the charges were approximately the same amount in the two cases. It was therefore proven that the weight of the hydrogen atom, lightest of all the atoms, was nearly 2,000 times as great as the weight of one of the little negative particles. The name electron was given to the small negative particles identified by Thompson. Since the electrons had come from the cathode, it was apparent that the atoms in the cathode must contain electrons. Thompson reasoned that electric current in a wire is a stream of electrons passing successively from atom to atom, and that the difference between an electrically charged atom and a neutral atom is that the charged one has gained or lost one or more electrons. End of section 2.